the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. JKL Engineering, call them today, 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. This time of year, the temperature, it's getting chilly, it's getting cold. When are you going to first put on your heat? Call JKL Engineering, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Remember, estimates are free, financing is available for both residential and commercial Hey, face it, whether we like it or not, the heating season is here. Let J.K. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K. Engineering design and install high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL, an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navient certified factory dealer. Call JKL today for system replacement, oil to gas, or for heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering at 401-351-7600. I'll give you that number again, 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll keep you cool in the summertime, warm in the wintertime. Estimates are free, financing is available, and the highest rebates on the market. Call JKL Engineering, 401-351-7600. Well, good morning. It's John DiPietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This portion of the program brought to you by Preferred Towing and Recovery. They're located in Lincoln, but they service the entire state. Preferred Towing and Recovery, female-owned and operated by Christine Along with her husband, Mark Laby, they specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, repossessions, private property towing services. Mark's been doing repossessions for 30 years. He gets the job done safely, securely, preferred towing. They also buy older vintage cars from the 60s and 70s. You know, the one that's been sitting in your garage for maybe the last 15 years that you say, you know, someday I'm going to restore it. Well, instead, why not call today for a fear offer? Preferred Towing, 401-725-8500, 401-725-8500, or online, preferredrecovery.com, as well on Facebook. Well, folks, again, a new week. Uh, things are rapidly, today is, in fact, Monday, November 16th. It is, um, things are rapidly turning into uh, everything regarding all things COVID. Now, in regards to the election, that's still... Um, is yet to still be determined. Now, President Trump has tweeted that he feels he won. Boy, over the weekend, talk about results. Talk about just the amount of people and the reaction of people showing their support for the president. But as far as the big unknown, you know, where are people getting infected? As much as they're talking about vaccines and so forth, the big question becomes just how are a lot of people still unknowingly become infected with the virus and and as um you know and as we've we've kind of talked about a little bit in the past we we don't have clear answers on that and so many people you know your lives have been changed everyone's lives have been changed uh you know people don't just don't go out anymore it's terrible can't go to anything and we're about to be facing months of well, let's face it, you know, January, February, uh, two tough months here in the Northeast, and we could be looking at a real shutdown. I also want to touch on the fact that, again, you know, on Saturday, locally, now you had a big crew in Washington for the MAGA Million March, but then locally, you had a group of people, Trump supporters, that want some questions answered regarding the, the Trump vote, and so they had a... Uh, a gathering on Post Road in Warwick and Ann and Hope. If you haven't seen the video, you can go to my website, petro.com or Facebook. And so they decide to gather and they want to have a peaceful, show their support. 
they call it a honking wave. They stand out with their American flags and Trump flags. And people drive by and honk and wave to the people that are there. And then lo and behold, who shows up on the other side? You know, they have Black Lives Matter signs, but they're really not the members of Black Lives Matter. And they are these different groups and they are defund the police groups. It's just like a hodgepodge of protester anarchist groups. As many of you know, I kind of noticed them and they're heckling the Trump people. They're there for one reason, and that is to, you know, try to cause destruction and uh, and also just to heckle the Trump people. And then at one point when a Trump person uh, went to cross the street to get coffee at the Dunkin' Donuts, the protesters surrounded this individual. And then what they do is they box you in and surround you and then it make it seem as he's trying to move and they're pushing the flag in his face. And then as he's trying to push the flag away, he accidentally hits one of them. So then they start saying assault. And lo and behold, it's the Trump supporter that's arrested. I'll, I'll tell you, folks, it's just outrageous. And these groups, you know, keep in mind, I thought Biden was supposed to bring everyone together. I thought that if they won the election, that a lot of this was supposed to go away. You're seeing now that they have no intention of uh, of coming together. Uh, their sole objection, they call it a counter protest, but it's really just a heckle mock uh the language filthy language uh over the the megaphones and the things that they're yelling at the trump people really really just disgraceful you also see why anytime you encounter them you can't be alone this man was alone he was simply trying to go to the dunkin donuts to get uh, coffee and some donuts for some people and then suddenly they swarm around him and circle him and this is also a reason why i encourage you to go and visit surplus provisions pontiac avenue and cranston they have pepper spray he could have used some they also have uh, ammo they have body armor food storage the store is surplus provisions pontiac avenue and cranston look for them on facebook i share it on my page sometimes surplus provisions folks we don't know where all of this is leading is a lot of unrest with the unknown but we do know that uh, a lot of the turmoil that they thought was going to come to a halt, and that's what all these mobs and the riots all summer long, that's what it's been about. It's trying to intimidate people and let you know that if you don't vote the way they want you to vote, that they're just going to terrorize our major cities for the foreseeable future. So let's be really clear. That's what this is about. That's what it's always been about. And on one side, you had the Trump people. And they have American flags and they're saying American pride type things and they have their Trump flags. And then the other side, you know, they're uh, they dress like ninjas. They dress like Antifa. Uh, they uh, are, are they're a scowl about them. They're an angry lot. Uh, they jump like a pack of hyenas. I mean, it, it's just so jarring. The two it really becomes, you know, on one side, you see like the good the red, white, and blue, and the Make America Great Again hats, and the American flags, and the back, the blue. And then on the other side, you kind of have, it's like almost the forces of evil. They're very dark and brooding, and they say obscene, uh, offensive things, and they're really just um, lousy. They just, they don't add anything. They're just angry and loud and, and uh, menacing, and uh, they just despise our way of life. And they despise, they despise the people for standing there with an American. They certainly don't have an American flag. They have uh, all different types of flags, communist flags, Antifa flags, Black Lives Matter flags, uh, all they can picture themselves revolutionaries. They're really just misfits of society. And they've decided to, this is their moment and to take it out on everything and anything. They hate anything American. They hate anything traditional they hate the family they hate anyone that wants to stand up for anything involving goodness they are against their their dark dark souls folks this portion of the program is also brought to you by re coogan and heating helpful trustworthy reliable plumbing heating and cooling residential services they say let us into your home don't fix it alone re coogan and heating call them today 401-732- 6562-401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan Heating. Explore the services, plumbing, heating, cooling. From winter to summer, trained technicians, 100% service, one customer at a time. Service calls, maintenance agreements, installation. 
RE Coogan Heating, proud to help the residential customers. And they pride themselves, every customer satis- service and satisfaction is top priority. Call them today, 401-732-6562. It's John DePietro, a lot more ahead. We're going to talk to Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com right here. And again, if you miss some of those stories that I mentioned, you want to see some of the video, it's pretty alarming. Go to the website, DePietro.com. Don't forget, DePietro.com, brought to you by Allstate Lock, experts in locking systems, building security, residential, commercial, car key, security cameras, Allstate Lock, 401-349-0042 and online, AllstateLock.com. This is the John DePietro Show. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega MEGA, Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale. 65% off Black Friday weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off Black Friday weekend. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers where Rhode Island gets engaged. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, Petro.com. It's time for our segment, which is politics this week. With me is the managing editor for OceanStateCurrent.com. He is Justin Katz. And Justin, I want to start off with uh, we are going into a new wave and a new direction was regarding COVID with Governor Mundo, General Assembly, still not in session. And I want to get your thoughts on, obviously, you know, we're at the curfew and some other things happening. But as you're watching some of these other states, it's hard to imagine that it's going to be easing. If anything, um, I, I believe things are going to get really severe. And they're already saying, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas to be canceled. Um, let's start off with your thoughts on that. Well, I, I guess we'll see. I, I'm More and more, I'm just questioning the whole premise of the of the, the lockdowns and the threats. And the, I mean, if you, the other day, uh, the news media were saying, stay, stay away from Route 95 because there's traffic caused by a line to get tested. We're testing 13 to 20,000 people a day in Rhode Island. Um, and so, yeah, we're seeing cases go up. Um, 
we're seeing hospitalizations go up, but you know, some of that is people who happen to be test positive and they go to the hospital for some other reason. Uh, and that was, that's actually been acknowledged that one of the reasons we're coming up near the, the top of the, or coming up with to, toward capacity, according to governor is other people are there for other reasons than COVID. Uh, and we're not seeing deaths jump appreciably, at least not yet. So I'm really starting to wonder about that. And I, you know, you have to wonder things like, why are we, if we're running low on hospital beds with 200 people in the hospital because of this, why is that? Why do we not have more hospital beds? Why are we not protecting seniors if they're vulnerable? Um, a lot of it just seems like we're asking all the wrong questions. And it keeps coming back. I think one of the things that sets up a red flag for me is the governor keeps pointing at these small private parties. So we're, we're heading toward a crisis situation and a, the problem isn't her management. It's not the way hospitals are handling things. It's not that we're testing people and getting a lot of positive results. It's because the Smiths down the street had a Halloween party for their kids. I mean, that's kind of where the blame is going. And it's just not adding up. I mean, you look at in Bristol, there was the party she, uh, the governor keeps citing. There was a party in Bristol. They said 20, 20 positive cases resulted from that. But so far, I haven't seen any reports of hospitalizations or deaths out of that. Just 20 people associated with that party happened to test positive. So I don't know. I, I just the whole thing just isn't quite adding up for me. Do you think um, do you think they have a handle on exactly how the virus is spreading? Because let's face it, I mean, it's it's altered life. People don't go out as much as they used to. Um, I agree with you as far as, you know, all this stuff about schools and everything, but no one's ending up in the hospital. And this whole business is whether or not people are testing positive. We're still hearing the same narrative of saving lives. I was a little surprised. They had some doctors there last week, and I was asking the question about the ages and one of the doctors, Dr. Foreman, said, nope, we are starting to see other ages. But I, I don't hear that from the health department. Um, in the past, they were breaking out. You know, here's the number of people this age, this age. It, my understanding is there's still no one K through 12. There's no college student. It's still, um, I think two weeks ago, the governor was saying there was still everyone over the age of 60 that was in the hospital. So do you think they have a handle on exactly how the virus is spreading? You know, I, I don't. I mean, we're, as you said, everybody's altered their lives. And as much as the governor likes to say uh, Rhode Islanders just aren't behaving and following her rules, I, you know, I don't see a whole lot of that in public. I mean, there are, only a minority of people are really kind of flouting the rules. People are wearing masks, washing hands, they're staying away from things they otherwise would have done. Um, you don't hear a whole lot, and at least I'm not in school systems where you know you get one person in an entire school system of hundreds or even thousands of people uh, who test positive, and then everybody around them has to quarantine. So the whole thing seems, I don't know, I it just what the rhetoric doesn't seem to be matching up with with the experience. Now some of that is probably depends on where you are. Uh, you know, if you're in Providence and you're depending on who your social circles are, and so an urban group with people who are who are a bit more social younger, they might be getting more, but that would just mean more positive tests, again, without the hospitalizations or deaths. I mean, at this point, if you look on a day-to-day -day basis, the number of deaths compared to the number of, of positive cases, and obviously there would be a lag when somebody catches it before they go to hospital and then if it kills them, but the ratio is, is well under 1% now of daily deaths to daily t positive tests. And back in the spring, it was three to 6%. So, you know, you look at all of this and you, you really do have to start wondering. And also, I mean, you look at Sweden or, or other places where they're not maybe not having quite the surge we're getting right now. You wonder, are we really doing anything positive or should we should we just let the younger folks get it and get past this uh, initial wave? Uh, that's so it's, again, it's, it's the matchup between the rhetoric and kind of the experience on the ground. I, I just don't think it's matching up for people. And I, I think as a policy thing, that's going to wind up being a problem for Governor Raimondo if she, if she tries to lock down. I don't know that she's going to have all that much success with it. You know, I, um, folks, again, was speaking with Justin Katz, managing editor of OceanStateCard.com. Our segment is politics this week. Justin, I was the one that asked the question um, to the doctor and actually to all of them on stage. But everything they're trying to regulate, we're, we're still a country where you know, we're told don't smoke and smoking cigarettes causes cancer. People smoke. Um, 
if you drink too much, that's bad for you. People obviously, you know, drink, uh, avoid fat foods. There are people that are very obese. You're supposed to exercise or people that don't exercise. And so I was trying to say, you know, you're, you're trying to curb behavior when there, there's people around us that, that I don't want to say they live dangerously, but they, they endanger themselves more than others. And the doctor said she would liken COVID to like drinking and driving because actually you're endangering other people. What do you think of that analogy? Well, I think that's a very dangerous analogy. I mean, that's, that's the kind of the slippery slope that many people who with libertarian leanings like me have been warning about for years. I mean, that's, well, this uh, other, you're affecting other people. Well, we live in a society, everything affects everybody else. So you mentioned people who are overweight or who drink or smoke, those folks, they affect you. You know, guess what? All the, if our hospital system crashes because of COVID, a good portion of it are people who were living unhealthy lives. So that does affect you. There's, you, there's nowhere you can draw that line. Oh, well, COVID's like drunk driving. Well, no, it's not. I mean, you don't, it's not a choice. Uh, and it's, it's not something you, you can easily avoid, right? If you, you, you choose to drink, then even if you're inebriated, you choose to drive. And by the way, you can catch a cab or call a friend. It's not that hard to get a ride. COVID is something different. You don't choose to get it. Uh, you know, we're, we're seeing news reports from people who are, you know, Americans are starting to notice, hey, we're all wearing masks and social distancing, and yet we're still catching it. What's going on? And uh, so the, the medical establishment is saying, well, you know, they help those things, but they're not a complete cure, which is a fair answer. But you, you're not trying to get COVID. Most people aren't. You, you get it. Uh, and there's not much else you can do, um, you know, as far as, as, as far as transmitting it to others, especially if they're telling us, which I'm not convinced of still, that you can transmit it with no, when you don't have any symptoms. So, I, but I think the, big, the bigger point you get to with all that is we do have rights. We do have freedoms. Um, one of the more disturbing comments I see from people who support the governor's overreach, in my view, is, well, what is she supposed to do? Well, I, th I think that the first step in a constitutional republic is follow the rules, follow the law. If you think you need additional power uh, to, to govern people's lives, get the legislature in session, pass a law, sign it into law, let it face court challenges. That's how we do things. The fact that some people are scared of this still pretty new disease does not give the governor new powers to govern every aspect of our lives for years. That's just not how the, the law is structured. And I think that's the starting point. After that, I mean, any, anything beyond that, you're, you're just kind of conceding to, to socialism. You know, one thing that I, I want to mention, as much as um, they say it shouldn't be political, uh, it is interesting when you see the different reactions. For instance, just on Twitter, uh, I noticed in the Washington Post, there's a picture of uh, Vice President Joe Biden, and he's out for a bike ride. And now keep in mind, first of all, he's the vice president, let alone, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I, maybe he's president-elect, maybe he's not. But nonetheless, he's out in Delaware. You see some, I would imagine, Secret Service, someone in the distance. Now it's Biden, he's alone, he's outside, on his bike, and as you can guess, he's got his mask on. <laughs> now, Justin, to me, I felt like, now that is ridiculous. I mean, there's no one within literally 15 to 20 feet of him, and he's alone outside on his bike. And on top of that, they say it's actually dangerous you do that. And on Twitter, the people criticizing me for even pointing that out, as you can imagine, I, I think are Democrat left-leaning. And then the people trying to say, no, wait a minute, you know, he's right. That, that's like too extreme. But some of the things you see are he's setting an example. Uh, what's the matter? Haven't you been on a bike path? I, I have been on a bike path, but you go past the person in two seconds and he's the vice president. There's no one around him. He's, this is the new thing that even if you're alone out in a field, you know, you see someone walking alone, you're supposed to wear the mask. I, I just don't, you know, what, what's your thought on that? Well, I think there is a, I mean, there, to some extent, that's a, a left right divide and it's not necessarily partisan or, or political and, and electoral sense. I think you've got people who, who just want these opportunities to conform and they're very yes. they get very concerned when somebody isn't following the rules and doing what yes. they're told and then you've got people who who put a much more emphasis on their individual liberty and, and their individual right to make their own decisions 
Um, and I think that's, that's part of what we're seeing there. And it, it happens to line up along partisan lines these days to some extent, but, but I think it's not necessarily partisan. It's more personality. Yeah. And even I'll say this, even the governor is saying sometimes you have to use common sense, such as, you know, they, they said to buses, you get have the windows open. And then about a few members, like two weeks ago or three, whatever, we, we had a little bit of a cold spell. And instead of someone saying, all right, well, since it's so cold, we're going to put the windows up a little bit. You had bus drivers riding along, windows fully down, plus that it was pouring rain at one point. So um, I, I think the governor was, was saying you got to use some common sense. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more with Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, Fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale, 65% off Black Friday weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets, all at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains, along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off Black Friday weekend. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. This is the perfect time of year. If you're going to have any paving done around your home, really improve the look of it. Well, you want to call J. Perry Paving, letter J, J. Perry Paving today at 732-1730, 732-1730. You can find them online, letter J, jperrypaving.com. They're also on Facebook. J. Perry Paving, residential, commercial, seal coating, patios. What a difference it makes how aesthetically pleasing it is. Folks, invest in your home, invest in your property, your business. J. Perry Paving, provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Hey, they'll offer a free estimate, any project. What a difference it makes. You could have a beautiful home, but if you have a cracked driveway or some different cracks or just maybe it hasn't been done in a while, call J. Perry Paving today. This is also a great time of year to have that patio done, seal coating, residential, commercial, J. Perry Paving. Call them 401 732 1730. They're the best. 732 1730. It's incredible. Asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new project or maybe it's just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing, looks beautiful. Hey, and the snow melts right off it. J. Perry Paving. Call them for a free quote. Maybe just thinking about it, this is the perfect time. Have that driveway done, patio done, J. Perry Paving. Call them, 732-1730, 401-732-1730, J. Perry Paving. Look for them online at J, letter J, jperrypaving.com, and also on Facebook. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store, 65% off all week long. We're speaking with Justin Katz, managing editor for OceanStateCurrent.com. For folks, our segment is uh, politics this week. Justin, I want to turn our attention to President Trump declared that he did not win, uh, although, you know, he's still counting the ballots. They've been challenging in different states. Um, I, I still 
I, I don't know what the end result is. I still think there's a lot there to challenge. What is your thought that in Rhode Island, you have the two heads of the uh, two co-chairs of the Trump campaign? One of them, Jerry Zarella, says it's time to move on and graciously accept defeat. And then you have Doreen Costa, the other one, uh, saying, no, no, he hasn't thrown it in yet. Give him a chance. He has a chance to challenge. And then I also noticed there were there's a group of Republicans that want their elections uh, checked and they're checking ballots. Uh, there's five of them, Gia Russo, uh, Lancia, uh, Scott Zambarano, and uh, Marianne Lancia, and uh, uh, another person. Then you have a couple other people. But just your thought that I, I'm hearing, or I shouldn't say I'm hearing, I'm not hearing anything. I think the silence from the head of the party is very surprising. And what do you think of the the rift, if you will, somewhat in the, the Republican Party and especially the, the Trump part of the party? Well, the that rift is understandable. I mean, there are <clears throat> there are two legitimate points, you know, um, even even if you whether you accept the results or not as legitimate, you could still come to either conclusion. Yes, it's time to move on or no, we need to fight this. Um, so I think the fact that two different people who are co-chairs of the Trump team in Rhode Island came to different conclusions isn't isn't terribly um, uh, concerning or, or an indication of really deep rifts it's it's a legitimate thought all right let's let's start it looks like we're going to lose even if you think it's stacked against us and it's a cheat we are where we are so let's move forward so that's a reasonable position i don't share it but um i i don't read too much into that as far as locally i mean sitting there and watching election returns on election day when the votes from that day were tallied the the results you look anywhere where you, you could tell we're way out of whack um and so nobody should have been getting up their hopes that every every seat in the state was going to go to Republicans. Um, but <clears throat> there are, I know, in fact, the chair of the Republican Party is, has mentioned to me that they're, they're, they didn't know there was about a 63% advantage for Democrats in mail ballots. And it actually came back worse than that in some, some races. So I think it's worth Okay. Sorry, folks. We're going to. Okay. But you are right to ask questions and to seek some, some additional scrutiny. And you know, I think it's, I think it's irresponsible of anybody on the left in a Democrat party or just in in a bureaucracy to treat that as unreasonable. I mean, we had an unusual election season with COVID and all the mail-in ballots and all that. Uh, I think it's it's very reasonable and it would it would go a long way to the unity that everybody supposedly wants to say, all right, this was a very strange election season we did something we've never done with all these mail ballot applications and tons of mail ballots from everywhere with no with no notary public to, or witnesses when you sign it to send it in we're going to give it a little bit of extra scrutiny after the fact to make sure everybody's comfortable with the result that's so i think it's reasonable to do that and i i hope uh, i think the board of elections is discussing it tomorrow i hope they do take that attitude i'm a little skeptical because the everything seems to fall back to partisan hard partisan lines where either there was no fraud or everything's fraud uh, and nobody seems to really want to be adults and get to the bottom of it, on, at least in, in government. Tell me, uh, I'm intrigued. Tell me your comment. It sounds like you had a conversation with Susie Anke, the Rhode Island GOP chairwoman, uh, about you were saying like the percent of the mail ballots. I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Tell well, us I, a little I, bit about I, it. Well, I don't, I don't have many more details than what I just gave, but uh the idea is okay. there. There is reason to to look into it and to see what can come through, and and there is support for that within the state party operations. Whether whether it's you know proclaimed publicly or not, I I don't know. I haven't I haven't been following that closely. Oh, but, good. But I I know she she's certainly not opposed to it. She's not saying this is silly. They are. There is justification for these for greater investigation, and and if. We'll see. I mean, at this point, with the Board of Elections about to review and discuss uh, whether to look into these races, the the party officials may just be waiting to see what that ruling is or what that decision is. But the, so I, I I think there's there's support for that throughout the party, at, at least to do a, a farther, a deeper investigation. You know what I um and again, folks, uh, <clears throat> we're talking with Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Our segment is politics this week what i think is interesting justin is um you know people are concerned and i think rightfully so the number of the vote total the way this was done as far as the 
early voting, the, then the mail ballots, no notary. Day of, it turned out, uh, primarily soon to be a lot of uh, Republican or Republican-leaning type voters, even though it was perfectly safe. The system was never designed this way. I, I just have a problem. I think that there should be more pressure on the Board of Elections, but specifically Secretary of State Nelly Gorbia, as to why this is the acceptable form of voting now. Because, you know, you used to, as you know, you used to have the absentee ballot, right? Someone was going to be out of town or some extreme circumstance. I believe in the beginning, you even had to get like a note of a doctor that maybe you're having surgery or you were sick or something like that. The absentee ballot then turns into the mail ballot. I think the problem is then they set up those boxes that then you just deliver them right there. I, I'm, I'm just very uncomfortable with the way this last election went down. And I think it's imperative on the Rhode Island Republican Party to to try to get to the root of that. And what, what I also find uh, annoying and discouraging is this element of it had to be either or. It had to be massive you know, fraud that could have swayed the election. I, I think we need to get to the roots of if there were any ballots that were cast that should not have been cast. Uh, was it organized? Was it from the campaign? Because if, if this continues down this path, you, you're you're just never going to see you won't see another Republican state office wide holder because it, it's it's just like to me, if the party doesn't have the battle now then you're just going to continue to be obliterated and then you know who who would who would run if you know you're, you're going to lose the answer is you know no one worth having as a candidate so whether they like it or not this is the hand they've been dealt and i think this is the time they have to put well, i agree with that especially because so many of what's gone on has been suspicious under uh, you know the extreme COVID circumstances. Um, so you you get the this this legal atrocity of the the board of elections and activists sort of coming to a consent agreement to violate state law and not enforce uh, state state law on signatures and that sort of thing. And it, the, bizarrely, the Supreme Court wouldn't hear that. Uh, Supreme Court in the United States, which the Republicans brought up that up the chain. But so we've got a lot of stuff like that. And even if we consider that water under the bridge. The next step is going to be for the the people who've been trying to get mail ballots and early voting, but failing for years and took this opportunity of COVID. They're going to try again to codify that in law. And that's one of the reasons I want to mention the Rhode Island Center for Freedom and Prosperity. That's rifreedom.org has a petition um, for election integrity to, to stop some of that effort going forward to try to codify these crazy rules into law. So I encourage people to, to go and, and sign on to that petition. But um it, this is absolutely the time to be challenging these and to to be reminding ourselves these things failed for years for a reason. And whether you believe COVID was justification for changing our whole election system or not, uh, it, I, th I think it's, it's it's critical that people have have confidence in the electoral system. And that's not only statewide, but nationally. I mean, um, a little bit of a sidebar is that Rhode Island is on this uh, popular vote compact um, where if, if a majority of states sign on to it, then our votes in Rhode Island will always go to the popular vote winner, no matter what the Electoral College says, which in Rhode Island is nuts because it, it, it cuts our influence in half in the presidential election. But I think we saw nationwide this year the danger of that kind of a move because just a few cities uh, with election fraud or not, det will determine the president. And that's kind of outrageous. Folks, again, we're going to take a quick break. Our segment is Politics This Week with me, managing editor of OceanCCurrent.com. It's Justin Katz. A lot more ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly? Or maybe you have problems with it. I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Easy to remember, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator, or your stove, or oven, or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. I was having a problem with our, our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. 
No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's appliance repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's appliance repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed the, he fixed the, the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on, call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once in a lifetime sale, 65% off Black Friday weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains, along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off Black Friday weekend. One year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Make Henry Oil. Make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass., Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today. 401-521-0200. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery, service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200. This winter, I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. Our segment is politics this week. With me is the managing editor of OceanStateCurrent.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, I'm just looking down the line now. Uh, a couple things, you know, that we can wait for and watch. One is if, in fact, Joe Biden is the president-elect and the president, um, I, I believe, I know there's speculation, but there seems to be a lot of effort. I know one labor organization now wants it public, that Governor Raimondo, that they don't have a problem with her. Um, she seemed blindsided this past summer when she was interviewing for the VP slot and then a national labor person, I was told, or union person, I was told it was Randy Weingarten, uh, made a big deal. Oh, no, 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 you don't want her, all the unions hate her, that type of thing. I, I just don't see a scenario where Governor Mundo stays. And, I, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way, but if you're her, you're term limited out, you have an opportunity to go. And, and, and I know that... Um, People are saying, well, she's saying she wouldn't just take anything. She wants something major. But I think that's already then that becomes a negotiation. Right. I mean, that becomes that you're just trying to put spin that if you take something that it, it must be a really good job. Otherwise, you're not going to. So to me, that's that's not like someone who's never going. It's just you're already kind of greasing the skids a little bit. It's going to be the right thing. That would mean that Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee becomes the governor. Now we have a new person would have to come in regarding their strategy in COVID. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts a little bit on if Biden is the president and he's going to take over within, uh, I think it'll be a little bit of a Raimondo I, I think that's correct. Um, even from a national party uh -huh. standpoint, the, the, the bench for the Democrats is, is very thin, which, which you see with the fact that the choice they had for this election was Joe Biden, who ran twice and failed and is, is, in, in elder years and by some accounts, by some observations deteriorating quickly. Um, is that's, so that's where they wound up in large part because during the Obama years, especially were very bad for the, the building a farm team in a Democrat party. And so they don't have a whole lot going forward. And Raimondo is one bright light in that, that field. And so, yeah, she's term limited here. 
<clears throat> they've got to find somewhere for her. So that's one way is to just find her an office in the Biden administration. And I think you're right about the, the negotiations going on at the moment. Um, and, and on top of that, listen, she's five and oh, um, she's gotten incredibly better on her feet. She would land somewhere. Uh, it's just a matter of, uh, of where she would go. Let me also touch on the fact that a mayor of Lords of the mayor of Providence is seemingly uh, already setting up. He says he's going to announce by the end of the year. Now, that could be delayed. But he said by the end of this year, 2020, he's going to announce whether or not he's going to run for governor. In 2022, that leads him basically two full years to campaign. I, I, I don't know what information he's looking at other than I think if you're a Democrat and you're in Providence, they feel very good about winning the Democrat primary because they right now in their mindset is if you win the Democrat primary, you become the nominee. And they believe the way the, the voting list has gone, that whoever is the Democrat nominee that basically like you win the election. So what do you make of that? We may know pretty soon, believe it or not, that Mayor Lorz is going to announce his intention. Yeah, that seems a little strange. <clears throat> I mean, the, the mayor of Providence would be a, an obvious runner in that. So there's no, there's really no need for him to get two years of advance notice. Um, one thing, as if I were a resident of Providence, I'd worry about that is suddenly if, if that's out there and people know that's a, something you're into and a way to get value out of you suddenly it becomes very important for for the, for him to start pleasing groups uh like labor unions and, and we've talked about before the, the problems he's had with the teachers unions and in, in providence and um disrupting a state of the city address and all that so that it starts to change the dynamic if he's a known candidate who's <clears throat> already running for the governor's seat that's it's kind of it seems pretty early to me, um, unless he just feels like he needs to corner the the sort of the early progressive enthusiasm. Yeah, and it also seems. I mean, let's look at it. the city's a mess because of the shutdown and the lockdown. It's never really even recovered from the riot. They took the schools away from him. They took the one ninety five land away from him. Um, and his solution is, I think I'll run for governor. I mean, it's almost like comical, but. When then you also hear that Nellie Gobia, Secretary of State, she wants to run for governor. Now, I think she feels she has the winning voting list for her staff. I think it's also interesting that her chief of staff is planning on running for mayor of Providence. So I think the two of them think of that. Secretary of State Gobia, she almost like, you know, you could see her talking with her chief of staff. I'll be the governor. You be the mayor. I think after this last election, they feel they have the voting list. Um you have Brett Smiley in the wings, who is director of administration. He's certainly banting about that he's going to make a run for mayor. Providence needs a lot of help. We don't even know where the bottom is yet with this, uh, with the pandemic, as far as just how bad things could get. I mean, we could start to really know in the spring. People think 2020 has been a bad year. 2021 could be a worse year. And I just find it's interesting that already there. It's almost like business as usual. Okay, I'm term limited out here. Time to start looking for the next office. Um, with the Lorza, it, it's like he wrecked the car, but he still thinks I, I'm going to go car shopping for a new car. It just doesn't <laughs> work that way. Um, McKee possibly coming in as the governor. I think that is certainly an interesting dynamic because it would give him two full years as the sitting governor. Then we'd also have another a new lieutenant governor. I'm not even sure how that works, by the way. Do you know if uh, if Governor Mundo takes a job in Washington and then Dan McKee, lieutenant governor, becomes the governor? Justin Katz, do you do we know or do you know or we could find out? How do they pick who's the next, who's the new you lieutenant know, I, governor? I do not know. It's an interesting question. It's actually kind of surprising nobody's, okay. nobody's come yeah. up with that answer yet. I, I, for some reason, I feel like there would be yeah. a special election. Let's but, try yeah. to find out. I don't know, or maybe it's just like an appointment type of thing. But anyhow, um, a lot of moving pieces, and then already people are are asking about, um, you know, who would run on the Republican side. Interesting enough, someone, a name that is thrown out to me to run for governor on the Republican side is Middletown resident uh, Mike Flynn, General Flynn, who was the past four years been defending himself after being knocked out on the whole Russian interference investigation. You know, I, I just I don't know what to make of that. You'd have to hear him out. 
I've interviewed him actually several times. I interviewed him during the campaign when he had his book out. But I have no idea what he thinks about the state structure. No one's heard from him in a very long time because of his legal problems in Washington. I think it's just kind of quirky how people throw out like he would be good. Like he's never held an elected office. Uh, we have no idea his views on things. We have no idea of his management style. We have no idea in his views really on anything. And people just throw out, yeah, I think, you know, it's almost like the casting a movie. I think he'd be good <laughs> in that role. Yeah, so, well, um, the, it shows you the, on both sides, the lack of really a, a, a farm of, of people who are reasonable candidates. On the Republican side, if you've got any name recognition at all, you're going to get, you, you're going to get on the list. Um, and on the Democrat side, yeah. I mean, that goes back to Alorza. We, when he was elected, we wondered, what are his qualifications for even being mayor? So it's almost completely disconnected. Right. Now he wants to be governor. Well, on what basis? What have you done? What, what's your experience? Yes. And why should half the state trust you uh, to do that? And so, oh, I, but, but yeah, as you said, it's almost like, all right, well, here's, here are the seats. Here are the people who've paid their dues in the party and who've got a little leverage. How are we going to divide this up? Uh, rather than here are some people who really could do a good job for the state. And I think that's that's where we are. But I think it's a large part because of the, the one party domination, the the inability to get anything actually done, um, the, the feeling like everything's a foregone conclusion. As you said earlier, who's it's not just a Republican problem. Who's going to enter that if that's the deal? Who what person worth having as governor is going to jump in? And if when they know there's a line of people who've been paying dues for 30 years in the Democrat machine, uh, it really creates an unhealthy electoral system. I think also, finally, the story that I think should have got more attention that did not is that uh, the, the mayor of Warwick, Solomon, who he took over because Avedesian left town before the audit came in and grabbed the job with Ripta. Uh, but, um, I mean, Solomon, talk about he went right into the bunker immediately, uh, didn't do anything. Certainly, city of Warwick's really got problems. And the guy that beats him is an independent, comes out of nowhere. And the reason a lot of people voted for him is Christmas time. He puts all these lights on his house, and that's what he's known for, is his Christmas house display. I mean, that's the level we're at right now. So whoever has the nicest Christmas display could end up being the next mayor or the leader. Of <laughs> we make a note now, of that. Yeah. Folks, he, Candidates. Yeah. Um, but again, I noticed that because it's Solomon, he's a Democrat. He didn't, uh, that, that story kind of stayed below the radar. But Think of the people in Warwick where you had the longtime uh, politician because he had been obviously involved and head of the, the city council and so forth and then knocked out for, because they like that he plays Let It Slow and uh, put some lights up. <laughs> Folks, he's the managing editor of OceanStateCart.com. Justin Katz. Justin, great job. Thanks, Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies? You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale. 65% off Black Friday weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off Black Friday weekend. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged.